p.m. in the a.m. There it is. Eighth day. Mr. Abe Banda is in our studio, and I am glad he is here. I did not want this week to go by without him visiting us here in Jersey City. He's back from Israel, which is important, and I'll explain why in a moment. Mr. Abe Banda, in the following month and year, opened up the Pomegranate Store on Coney Island Avenue in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And before I formally say good morning, just tell me exactly when it was, what month and what year? It was August 2008. August of 2008. And shortly after that, he was responsible for this song becoming as popular as it did. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, Nochem. Tell me something. They come to you, eighth day, I assume it was them, and they say, we got this idea, you know, a little bit of a off-the-beat type of song. We believe that the music video belongs in your prominent supermarket in your prominent establishment right i know it'll, it'll be a big hit you hear this and you say what to them no no it was just uh, the other way around how did it go <laughs> i was at an ohel concert yeah because i'm a sponsor of ohel as well we spoke about it last year when you were Correct. here and uh, they performed the eight day song and i liked the song the and I, I liked the alili song and i reached out to them and uh, I asked them, maybe you want to do the song in a pomegranate. And they jumped on it, and they saw there was the right venue, and the rest is history. I was there a couple of Thursdays ago, as you know. <laughs> Those pictures of me in front of your <laughs> takeout counter seem to have gotten everywhere around the world. Supermarket's the wrong word, right? It is. It is call it a marketplace. But, uh, you but it's it more than you that. What is it? Is it a landmark establishment? Is it a... Is it a historic establishment for the kosher community? How? What would be the proper way to refer to what it's become now, eight years later? Well, when we opened up the media, the New York Times, the New York Post, they all referred to us as the kosher Whole Foods. Right. So I think that's where it started. That was and their catchphrase. And uh, most uh, of our customers and most of the people in the community, even those who are not shopping, at pomegranate to feel the ripple effects right. that pomegranate revolutionized the kosher community shopping. What is it like for you when you visit every neighborhood now and they all want to be like you? What is that like that everybody wants to do what you did? What they say is uh, imitation. imitation. The greatest form of flattery. The greatest <laughs> form of flattery. So, so um, it feels good. And that, you sometimes uh, walk, you know, you, you validate it and you feel accomplished that you did the right thing. You sometimes walk into those stores and say, ah, these guys just fell short. They didn't realize they got to do this or that. You know, Nukham, as a perfectionist, <laughs> you, you always know, note uh, the little things. Yeah. And I even know the little things in uh, my your supermarket that uh, or gourmet marketplace, the way you want to say, right. uh, that needs to be improved. How so did you always ha I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. It usually means I'm very interested in the topic <laughs> when I do that. How did Tu okay. go? You had a beautiful display. It's one day, right? But yet people came in, enjoyed, got stuff they probably would not be able to get in other places. I would assume that's one of your goals is to provide things they won't be able to find anywhere else. Right? It just so happens to be that my nephew got married in Israel, so I wasn't around in ah, Tudishvat. So, um, but I can tell you from the numbers and from what my staff said that uh, you know there was uh, you know an amazing, an amazing day to Bishvat from before and after. Uh, and people know, do enjoy. We had the biggest selection. It's not only the biggest selection, it's the atmosphere, it's the lighting, it's the See, cleanliness. See, I always think it's that, that, that you have items that aren't available in other places. It's not just that. 
It, it, well, you have, we have that as well because yeah. we have the place for it and we have the staff to lay it out properly and to make it shine and to make it look, uh, you know, just like you walk into Neymar Marcus in Manhattan when you see the clothing or you walk into Bergdorf Goodman. You see that even though we are priced very competitively, but we lay out everything nice and the staff is always friendly and the checkout mm-hmm. is always fast. Now I feel so terrible. people just like feel it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. And when any holiday, any festive time, people flock you know, even not from the community. It's been, like I said, it's become a destination. They flock from all over New York to come to see what's there. They want to have the biggest selection, and they want to be taken care of royally, and that's what we do. A Bandas here. He owns pomegranate. Um, you're here for one reason today. Okay. I know I inconvenienced you. You just landed from Israel, like, what, 24 hours ago? Like, you just got in. Yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. And you have probably have a lot of work to do and a lot of stuff going on to catch up on, I'm sure. Even though today it's a little easier to be in touch, you know, obviously. Well, I can agree with that statement. Right, there's a lot, there's <laughs> a lot to do. Yes. But I, I asked you to come here, and I'm so glad that you agreed to, because I wanted to tell a story with you here. Okay, go ahead. We have, as many people know at this point, we've, we've undertaken some really special projects that get a tremendous amount of international attention. Um... Most notably, and we spoke to you about it before we, before we went to Paris, about the Jewish Unity Initiative, and that was, thank God, an event that you know made a tremendous Roshim, a big impression. At that time, you said to us, if you ever have a project that needs funding and support, that you think you know, can make an impact, I want to know about it. And we walked into your office... On the same day as the pulled pull beef uh, Danish. What do we call it? Pulled beef babka. Pulled beef babka. Okay, so that's that's called pulled beef babka. That's right. a creation by yeah, our right. and we're gonna get to that in world a famous Chef Isaac. We walk in there. We walk in there that day, and we say to you, we have this vision. We have. We know what's going on in Israel. There are two things happening in Israel. There's a, a little bit of a of unfortunately of a down atmosphere because people are in difficult situations walking in places and you know looking behind them constantly and it's a little bit different and we want to bring a little bit of chizik a little bit of chizuk to them and broadcast from places like Sharyafo and like the Pinachaman, the Gush and maybe on and not maybe but on Dizengoff in Tel Aviv places that are high profile to give a message that you know there are people there are Jews around the world who are concerned and who think about you and want to give you chizuk and then in addition to that, we wanted to take this opportunity to remind everybody how important it is to travel to Israel at this time. You were just there. I am sure you could tell us that shopkeepers and restaurant owners and cab drivers and hoteliers and a whole bunch of others are you know, on the downturn because of the tourism industry, because people are not going on the same regular basis that they normally do. And... Uh, Basically, your answer to us was, yes, let's do it. And on Monday, after, after the kosher halftime show, which we did not speak to you about, <laughs> because we, we didn't know if that fit in well with pomegranate, maybe in the future it will. But after our kosher halftime show, uh, Monday, after Monday morning's JM in the AM, we are heading to Israel, and we're going to do exactly that. We are going to be broadcasting those three days from places like that with some very interesting guests, a lot of positive attitude, and some very important messages. So we've told this story before. You've been in Israel. We've told this story on the air before. People know that you are responsible for what's about to happen. I am just glad I got to tell it with you here. And thank you for your support and understanding that there is a greater mission to all this. And in this case, it's a mission to Israel. 
So right. thank you very and, much. Um, uh, Nucham, I want to tell you, first of all, I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you very much. And I've been here before. And, um, you know, what you're doing, going to Israel and showing our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land that we stand with them. And we're gonna, not going to just like be in the side and uh, just stay away. I have to tell you that I was in Israel the last two weeks on a Simcha. The hotel I was staying was Mamilat. was like close to empty. Wow. Um, you know, the restaurants and everybody else are suffering. But I think it's coming back. People are going, I had no fear walking around the streets, and I didn't sense any fear from other people. It's, I guess, maybe it's a fact that people are used to it, but um, things are coming back to normal, and I'm glad that I have a part in you going there, being supportive of all our brothers and sisters to stay strong and weather the storm, and uh, let's hope, you know, very shortly we'll be able, all of us, to go up Mashiach is going to be there. Amen. And and you knew that you would not be able to travel with us because you just are getting back now. And nonetheless, you basically said, you know, go do it and 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 make it as great as possible. So thank Correct. you. I mentioned something early this morning, in fact, and somebody commented on the NSN app. They said, we await your arrival. I don't know who this listener is. We await your arrival. Obviously, somebody listening in Israel, and look forward to the support. It is not nothing. The people of Israel need and feel your love. We feel it. Come on home. So people are getting it. Uh, just like we, we've had an opportunity to do things internationally before. They're getting it. They're getting the message. And hopefully diaspora Jews will respond to this and uh, get those trips to Israel on their calendar. If they don't consider doing it or if they're a little hesitant, hopefully this will give them the oomph to actually get there as soon as possible. So that's my story. And now we can talk about pulled beef, uh, pulled beef uh, babka. <laughs> I have a hard time pronouncing it. <laughs> Didn't have a hard time eating it, I'll tell you that much. We had a debate yesterday. I said to someone, I ate it cold, and it was delicious. And they said, yeah, I've had it cold also. It's great. I said, yeah, but wouldn't it be better if it was warmed up? And they said, no, I don't think it makes a difference. It's so good. I think it's good cold or hot. What's your opinion on that? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. It wasn't cold. It was room temperature. Right. Good point. Okay, so that's when it's meant. cold, anything that's cold, you know, the flavor, you don't feel really the flavor. But if it would be warm, mm-hmm. it'd probably be more tasty. Anything that's not hot, but hot, you also don't feel the taste. But anything that's warm or room temperature, you know, that's pretty... Uh, and pe- okay. people can go to our Facebook page to see what happened that day when I tasted it. And uh, your chef was standing in the bakery section of your establishment and basically said, we fill these pastries and babkas with cinnamon. We fill them with chocolate. I assume there's other varieties of things they fill them with, right? There's a bunch of other stuff. Right, I would so get. I think you're mixing it up a little bit. Oh, what happened? The cinnamon, the cinnamon uh, babka is on the bakery side. The yeah, pulled beef babka is on I'm the saying, deli side. I'm saying so your outside. chef was in the bakery section and sees babka being filled with cinnamon oh, and okay. with chocolate and with all these, I assume, other varieties as well, and says to himself, this is how original your chef is, says to himself, you know what? We could actually put some pulled brisket in here and have a pastry that's you know surrounding some delicious meat, and somehow it worked. Were you shocked or this guy's so innovative that he never surprises you? No, we brought him in. Uh, Chef Isaac uh, has been working in uh, Oakland, California for the last several years. And when we find out, found out about him, we pursued him and we brought him over here. And I knew at the time that, uh, you know, he's going to be the talk of the town. He's very creative. And like every Thursday, we do like a small video clip. That he comes up with new items. And... Um, so I asked him, how long can you do this? How long can you come up with new items every week? Like four or five new items, plus we have our staples. Right. So he says, I can keep going on forever. 
And that's called creative, and that's called art. And that's how you knew you had the right guy. So, yeah, well, I knew I had the right guy yeah. then, but he's been proven uh, to be the right guy. So this idea of taking uh, the dough from a babka and putting it, putting it you know, with pulled beef Christian, in it, yeah. and okay. it's taken off, people are just like crazy about it, and everybody who eats it just like ra- raves about, you know, the creation and, uh, you know, the, that, that fact that that's very tasty. Some, sometimes some chefs will do something crazy, but it's not accessible to everyone's palate. A Banda's here, Pomegranate, uh, thanking him for, for, and you'll hear plenty about uh, our thanks to him next week when we're in Israel. Does anything scare you? Does the, does, you know, we've seen posts about, you know, pieces of meat that costs God knows how much per pound, and, and we know that, uh, that the chef is doing things that, I wonder if you yourself sometimes say, you know, is, is, does he know what he's doing here? Like, is that, it sounds a little too crazy. Does any of this scare you, or you just go with the flow and it all no, seems to work out? No, so what we do in general in pomegranate, 95% of our fear is very competitively priced. And uh, most of the people that shop by us are middle-class shoppers and some low-class. They know the value. Like when you buy juice, milk, uh, cereals, mayo, ketchup, we're competitively priced as anywhere else. Mm. And most of our salads, our simple salads, are also, you know, very competitively priced, but you get a better value. We do no preservatives, no MSG. We don't do anything, just like you do at home. When you do a tuna salad at home... Real homemade. You, real homemade. You don't make it that you last another two months. You make it that you last today and what's left over tomorrow or another day so you can still eat it. That's how we do everything. We do over 700 different items every week, fresh. So it's very costly to constantly you know, redo items and there's a lot of leftovers that we, everything goes to charity. But we also do something that if somebody wants something special, People come in for Shabbos, and you know the story with Yosef Moiko Shabbos. That right. Yosef Moiko Shabbos, he was working all week long to put away the money that he had to get the best fish for Shabbos, the right. best meat. He gave away a week's of wages. So if somebody wants something special for Shabbos or for Yontif, so you come to pomegranate, that's what you'll get it. Like, you know, there was, the post was going around about Wagyu beef, $85 a pound. That's what you're probably referring Correct. to. And we got so much publicity, and of course it's not accessible to the middle class uh, shoppers. But there were some people who wanted it, some people who wanted to pay for it. Some people pay $300 for a bottle of wine, which has three glasses. It comes out $125 a glass. Does that make sense? To some people, they do Shabbos and Yontif. They want to grace their table with the best that's out there to offer. And you made a great point that day to us, because you said to us, you know... If someone is buying, for argument's sake, someone's paying twenty, thirty, forty dollars for a portion of whatever it is they're buying, they go to a fancy restaurant, or a, or even a mid-sized restaurant. They're going to be paying that, and and they enjoy that experience. Why can't they enjoy the same experience at home? I I beg to differ. I don't think any restaurant offers what we offer. I don't think there's any chef, any kosher chef out there that's as creative as Chef Isaac. And I think the people that come in, our customers, keep telling this me again and again that. They have never seen the creativity in the kosher food market as Chef Isaac is doing. So mm. I am proud uh, to share with Chef Isaac the success that we have in 
bringing this creative food gourmet to the kosher market. And I think it's been taking off and the reviews have been positive. Uh, we've been selling out of all of our prime items that Chef Isaac is creating every single Thursday. By Friday morning, we have nothing left. So we constantly keep upping the game and we constantly going to keep improving not only in this, in service and everything that we have to make better. You know, Chef Isaac is only here for a year. We were open for almost eight years. Right. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do better and better. And we're, what we're striving for is to just like keep, you know, beating us, uh, keep beating at yourself more and more until you get better and better constantly. What time do you close Thursday night? 12 o'clock. Do you have any desire to stay open all night Thursday night? Or you never thought of that? No, no I think reason people want to go to sleep Thursday night. <laughs> Good point. How early is your staff up on Sunday morning? Because I assume they have to start stocking shelves and cutting meat and doing all that. Are they up really? They must be there really early on Sunday. Yeah, I think Sunday we open a little later. I think 7.30 instead of 7. So. And is there a desire? You're a businessman. Is there a desire to open a second one? Is there a desire to... You know, to try to duplicate what you've done there, or you are so disciplined and patient, you know, this is it, we're going to improve this as much as we can and make it as perfect as possible, and there's no reason to go with that Yetzirah to get into either another neighborhood or a different part of the country. Um, a, a different part of the country, for sure not. Another neighborhood, right now, I don't have any plans, and I don't think about uh, opening up another store. Are you approached constantly in eight years about Yes. Constantly, constantly being approached, you know, every consumer that comes shopping, especially from the tri-state area, wants us to open a store right next to his house right. and shouldn't have to travel, right. and that's normal. But um, for now, we're staying put, and we'll make pomegranate the best it can be, and we're going to try to beat expectations again and again, and uh, we'll just stay here and uh, hope for the best. I think, it, you know, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm enjoying the fact that uh, people feel that not only have they, uh, improve their lives uh, when they live in Flatbush. The evil people in Muncie and people in Lakewood and people in Bar Park have improved their shopping experience. So right. that gives me some kind of satisfaction, even though it, you know I don't see it in the bank. Right. But uh, but you, you know, know you I like that. that and I enjoy that, and I'm happy to continue to improving pomegranate. We're opening up now uh, a coffee station, which we're going to have uh, the best coffee that Brooklyn, uh, the kosher market in Brooklyn, has to offer. Right now, if you want good coffee in Flatbush, there's nowhere to go. So uh, you have to actually travel to Manhattan or to Park Slope. But uh, once we open our coffee station, you're going to be able to stop at Pomegranate and get a good coffee and a nice homemade pastry that we're going to do on the spot, especially with coming together with our coffee station. And, uh, you know, more things are going to be coming, at, but at Pomegranate and at Coney Island Avenue. And I think right now... Um, People look at us as a landmark. People look at us as a, a destination. No People look at us as a revolutionary thing. So I, I enjoy it, and I, I'm good. You knew you had to have valet parking, right? That you knew before you opened up. Correct. You knew there was no option. Correct, because most of our customers are coming from right. far away. Uh, no, even from not Flatbush, not it's not walking distance. Flatbush is big, and a store of this size cannot rely on just neighborhood stores, on, on the neighborhood around, right. and by walking people. So I think the parking is a very big customer experience, but we also have valet, meaning that when you walk in, even if the parking lot is full, the valet guy will take the keys, and you can just walk into the store. You don't have to park yourself, or look for parking, or wait even. It's your delivery service. 
uh, how do I put this in a respectful manner? Immense. Is it a, <laughs> is it a, is it a very active, that's the way I should say it, a very active delivery service? I would say it's an active delivery service, but it's not very active because most of the people like to come into the store. Is that you a know, fact? Pom- Pomegranate, uh, every Thursday night, it's like a place to be seen. People socialize, people come in, people come, not so much, a lot of people that live far away, they don't come so much for the shopping, they just come for the experience. We have count tastings of challenge, free tastings every Thursday. Uh, you meet, you socialize, you meet other people. It's, uh, it's a place to be, and most of the people like to come in and see what's there, you know, I constantly have customers saying, you know, I came here for milk and juice, and I filled up a half a wagon. <laughs> so I think we're trying to promote people to come to the store and enjoy the experience. Does, the chef, experience. does the chef make more than one type of chant? No, we have only one type of chant, and that's the best. Correct. That's it. That's it. We used to have like three or four different kinds, and people got mixed up from this one and this one. Uh, I think See, our challenge is, is, is like, I would say, I would say like Brooklyn renowned. People come special for our challenge. It's, uh, it's the best out there. It's See, not it's, one of the it's best. Funny. It's the best. It's funny. Someone like yourself keeps it as simple as possible. You don't do the, here are your five, six choices of challenge. You keep it as simple as possible. Correct. Part of gourmet food, if any gourmet chef or any art chef will tell you that food the best tasting food is to make it simple and try to create the flavor that the food was supposed to taste. Not change it, not alter it, not make, you know, chili chulin, not make Moroccan chulin, <laughs> then not make, they make a real vegetable chulin. Vegetable, we make a real Hungarian chulin that tops it all off. And I wouldn't make something that's second best. I don't think anything else comes close to it. Unbelievable. A band is here. We are thanking him. Uh, Pomegranate and uh, and the Jewish Unity Initiative together next week in Israel with a very important message with great shows and uh, we greatly appreciate his uh, support and for understanding the mission and um, uh, obviously if you go to Coney Island Avenue in Flatbush, Brooklyn, we would we would love for you to mention to the people at Pomegranate how proud you are that they're taking this step with us and that they are uh, supporting this incredible initiative. It is so important and uh, one that we really hope we'll be able to drive home through these airwaves. 23 minutes before 9 o'clock, it's a JM in the AM Tuesday morning broadcast. And um, like you said, you were just there. Hopefully things are turning around in Israel. People are feeling a little bit a little bit different and more upbeat. It's something that we'll hopefully find there when we get there next week. But as we said, on a practical level, A lot of people in the tourism industry are suffering, and whoever can make a commitment from all different parts of the community, just like you get and attract people from all different parts of the community, uh, to to make a trip and to to dedicate some dollars uh, to the cause, it is so important they do so, and that's the message we are bringing. And I am thankful for you for your help, and I am thankful for you. Are you signaling to me that you're coming with us to Israel? Are you signaling to me that on Monday's flight... You are coming with us, and we're landing and going straight to the old city to do the first show. Mr. Banda, is this your way? I wish. Is this your way of telling us that despite the fact that you just landed back here in, in New York, you will nonetheless be coming back with us to deliver this message first in the old city of Jerusalem on Tuesday? Is this, is this what you're signaling to me? I, I would love to do that. I wish I would be able. I don't think my wife and children would uh, appreciate it. But I, I want to tell you before, yeah. you know, just to close out, sure. that this is one more link in the vision of pomegranate. Uh, you know, like when we opened up the store, 
besides that we're a store that uh, we give a great service to the community, it's also about giving back to the community. When we opened up from Bona Olam to Ohel to Hask to A-Time to, uh, you know, all the yeshivas, is also now we're making it possible for you to go and paying for all your expenses to go up to Israel and support our fellow brothers and Jews. I think that I'm even more proud of than the service that I provide to the community, which is gastronomically. And this is like uh, more spiritually. So I'm very proud of it. And I appreciate, uh, you know, your willpower and you coming to me and choosing me to make you uh, do the right thing, to be the right shliach for Kal Yisrael to support our fellow brothers and sisters. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And I'm really touched by what you're doing. Just keep it up, Nachum. Thank you. Your words are humbling, to say the least. Uh, get to Coney Island Avenue, everybody. Now you, now you know there are additional reasons to go and visit Mr. Bend and his staff, that's for sure. And it is a great staff. You're proud of them, right? You're proud of the staff. Absolutely. And the customer service they give everybody. Yes. Yes. A lot absolutely. of good people there. Call it vote. Thank you, Nochum, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming all the way to Jersey City. And we will be thinking about you and talking about you when we get to the Holy Land, Bezrat Hashem, on Tuesday. Thank you. Hey, Banda, he's, of course, the... Uh, Proprietor, the founder of Pomegranate. It is a name and a brand in and of itself in our community at this point, no matter where you're from, Brooklyn and otherwise. And we thank him very much for joining us. The Jewish Unity Initiative, which is such an important part of what we're doing, heads to Israel. Assuming the weather holds up and we don't have anything like we had here last weekend, we'll be on that flight right after JM in the AM on Monday morning. And we are looking forward to bringing all these messages to you and to Israel. 20 minutes before 9 o'clock, it's a Tuesday at JM in the AM.